Hey, guess what? What? It's podcast time. Yeah. Welcome to Friday Night Nudes. I'm Louisa Glenn. And I'm Kim Baldwin. And here we are coming to you. Live from Nashville. Live from (laughs) Nashville. Not live, but it's okay. Is it live? No. Damn it. Hey, Kim, what are nudes exactly? Nudes are noodles. In essence, they are noodles. Yes. Nudes is nudes is the time that Kim and I hang out and we download, debrief, shoot the shit about what's been going on in our lives, our work, just kind of everything, our our adventures through the city. Yeah. Various pursuits of happiness. Yep. Things we don't hate. That too. Bentley taste on a Mazda budget. God, it's that lifestyle, man. It really is. Living it hard. Yeah. So what are we gonna talk about today, Kim? Ooh, I'm excited about today. Are you? kind of am. I am too. Okay, so what are we talking about? Creative pursuits. Creative pursuits. Yeah, because we both creative people. That we are. (laughs) That was a thoughtful pause. (laughs) I was trying to swallow maybe a little bit of that jujube that was still (laughs) Louisa is eating Lewisburg gas station candy. Look, okay, it's trash candy. Legit trash candy. It's legit trash candy. Um, I got hooked on them when I lived in D.C. And they are, it really depends quality-wise from box to box what you're going to get. So (laughs) five flavors, lemon, lime, cherry, lilac, and violet. No, It's a little bit like eating tiny potpourri gumdrops. No, you're not selling this. I know I'm not, but I don't know how, you can't sell it. They come in a bright green box. Yeah. I've seen they're, the box. Yeah, they're really hard to find. So um, I used to buy them at some corner store in <laughs> D.C. <laughs> sells garbage candy. Um, and then Man, I... kiss that Juju sponsorship goodbye. We're never going to get a sponsorship. <laughs> but... I'm referring to it affectionately as garbage, okay? <laughs> I say garbage with a smile on my face. R.I.P. future sponsor. <laughs> Look, the fact that you can't find them anywhere, I feel like they're probably not in the market to hand out a sponsorship. <sighs> but it, they... They vary from box to box, so like some of them will be nice and squishy, yeah, and some of them you have to like crack into with your teeth. Okay, they stick in your teeth. <laughs> sure, you have to pry it out with your fingers. Sounds great. Oh, it's so good. So yeah, they were for sale in Lewisburg when I went down over the weekend, and they were four for four dollars. So you hmm. bet your ass, <laughs> I bought four boxes of those. Car candy. It is. <clears throat> It is car candy. Stuck in your throat, too. I know. Extreme car candy. You're coated in this candy. It's delicious. Oh, my God. Find you some. No. I don't want it. Um, My condolences (laughs) on your (laughs) lack of this. It's not my candy. Fine. Whatever. Okay. So. uh, We are creative people. We are creative people. Just not in our candy selection, possibly. I like other things, too. Okay. It's not just jujubes. Fine. What do you, what are your creative pursuits, Kim? My, we're talking about not our jobs. Yeah, not our jobs today. Not our jobs. NMJ, as I like to say. Not my job. Ooh, I love an abbreviation. NMJ. Side note, my um, friend Dawn, shout out Dawn, she, she lives in LA. She has a thing called the NPZ. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to guess. <clears throat> Negative. Nope. Non? Nope. Neutral? No. Neighborly? <laughs> no pants zone. Ah. Uh, 
I like that. <laughs> so she's a teacher. And every day when she gets home, she immediately takes off, takes off her shoes and her pants. And she and her husband call it the MPZ. <laughs> I like that. No Is it with like zone. a certain radius from her door? Yes. Does I'm guessing the door has to close first before the pants come off. I mean, mm-hmm. depends on the day. Don, let us know. Yeah, hit us up, Don. I want to hear about that. All right. Creative pursuits that aren't our job. Yeah, because Kim and I do have to be creative during our jobs. Yeah. We are generating content. Oh, my God. We hashtag are. Hashtag content. Kim's all about the hashtag content. We generate it. Yeah. On a daily basis. But that's not what we're talking about today. No. These are the things that we generate, create outside. Hobby, passion, spare time. I'm thinking about other words, but I think those are pretty good. Yeah. I don't get paid for what I'm going to talk about today. I would prefer to get paid for what I talk about today. <laughs> I would too. But, you know. Yeah. Okay. I for- I was probably answering a question. What are your creative pursuits? Yeah, that's what I was going to answer. Yeah. Tell me that. I would be a terrible guest on Oprah. No, you would not. I'd hear those Oprah birds would, chirping. Oprah would and be I would get so, so lucky. Distracted. Oh, hush. You would not. Be eating that cauliflower crust pizza and just living. You'd be like, I'm in this beautiful Oprah world. Where am I? Who am I? What I am I doing here? Yeah. This cauliflower crust. It's great. Hey, Kim, what is your creative pursuit that we're going to talk about today? Writing. Writing is the answer. It took me a while what to get to. Writing covers such a range of... It really does. So what... Okay. Creative nonfiction. Ooh, okay. Creative nonfiction. I'm going to need a little bit more definition. I'm going to give you more. Oh, please. Tell so, me. So creative nonfiction is the road to memoir, the road to personal essay. Oh, Okay creative nonfiction. When did you start writing? When did you start writing yeah. as a, a hobby slash, I don't want to use the word outlet. Can we use the word outlet? Man, I think we can. I think so. Sure. When did you start? We make the rules. I started. We own this podcast. We, we own this podcast. I started when I was little. Mm. I think... I've been trying to remember this. I think it was in second grade because I can remember the classroom and I, anyway. In second grade, I had a teacher. Mm -hmm. We wrote stories and we had folders that were up on a wall, like a little kid classroom. And you put your stories in those folders. Oh, how nice. Did you illustrate them as well? Oh, I'm sure I did. I had, um, I'm older. I wanted my voice to be deeper for that. So I was little in the late (laughs) 70s and early 80s. Kim is not... (laughs) You are not, like, a crone by any... No, but I was alive. Wizened or otherwise. I was alive in the okay. 70s. I had... This is pertinent. I had a toy. Okay. That was a toy back then. <laughs> they were dogs. They were stuffed dogs, not a pound puppy. It was more like the shape of a doll. It was a puppet, and it wore a dress. And they were called wrinkles. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a Sharpay? Yeah. No. So I had a wrinkles. And you could put your hand Man, in the 70s were weird, huh? <laughs> I had a wrinkles. And you could put your hand in the back of its head and make it talk. Okay. So all of my stories in second grade were about wrinkles getting abducted. Because back then there were all those specials <gasps> about like missing kids. And, and I watched so much television. And I just wrote story. My seven-year-old brain just put wrinkles through the ringer. I was writing like Dick Wolf level oh <laughs> like God. procedurals about wrinkles. Dump dump. Yes. My mom still has them. No, really? I should read one next time. So I started when I was real little. Okay. I was a I read from an early age, and I think that's probably where that comes from. Um 
I could read whatever I wanted as long as I would read it. Mm -hmm. So I read like adult (laughs) crime murder mystery books that were at my grandparents' house. So I wrote I wrote a lot of wrinkles. (laughs) Wrinkles got abducted a lot. Was wrinkles gendered or non-gendered wrinkles wore a dress okay wrinkles had a blue like a cornflower blue dress with little yellow flowers which maybe was just my dress i don't remember if wrinkles came in that dress (laughs) okay i started writing very young i started writing the kind of writing i do now Mm -hmm. um man i don't even know how to answer that i have two answers one i started a blog in 2006 or 2007 Mm -hmm. and I started writing for the internet in that time, but in the last two years, I've been taking writing classes and taking like, I took like a semester class last year. But your blog and your other writing are very separate, right? They are now, yes. They used to not be. What's the name of your blog again? The Blonde Mule. I should know that because I went to your blog party. It's fine. And I'm your friend. Born stubborn, died blonde. There you go. (laughs) Is that in italics underneath it? Uh Perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. So you have your blog and you do your creative, what's it called again? Creative nonfiction. Creative nonfiction writing. It's just creative writing. But I'm not making up a story. Like I'm probably never going to write a fiction book. I'm never going to write. Well, I mean, I don't know. That is not, I have no experience with that. I only have experience writing my own stories. So I write a lot of personal essays. What do you, when do you, what do you do with them? God. (laughs) Welcome to the the dark spot of my soul. I do nothing with them, and it eats it eats at me late at night. What would you like to do with them? Fucking publish them. I'd like to write a book. I took a I took a whole class on how to publish your writing. Oh yeah, you told like me about I paid that. money for this and took a class on how to get published. When was that? <laughs> it was this year. It was in this calendar year, but okay. it's been like six months. Okay. Nothing. Did nothing. I'm terrified. What would make you unterrified? Someone to like sign off on it and say, yes, you should do this. <laughs> You've read your essays. Yeah, actually two people have done that. Well, <laughs> I'm just bringing that up <laughs> to say, I want to ask you some more questions about this. Let's go. I'm just like coming through my list. Gosh, that is an aggressive train. It's a real aggressive train. Okay, Kim, so you took these classes about learning to pub- how to publish right so like all the steps leading up to publishing a piece of work or a, co- a body of work right where did you take those classes because it sounds like a really cool thing to be able to access are they open to the public yeah okay yeah i'm not taking these at a college oh okay okay they're here in nashville we're real lucky to have this most cities do not have this we have a literary collective mm-hmm. it's called the porch Ooh. I like that. Uh, you can take classes. You just sign up. You pay for them. They're super affordable. Most of them are one day, like one-offs, like it's an afternoon. But oh. I took one last year that was a semester. It was a whole, It was an eight-week course. And what, I what other kind it. of people are taking these classes? Man, I love these people. I'm real friends with a lot of I would these Im- people. I would now. imagine that it's like a pretty mixed bag, right? Um, no. Oh, okay. Um, in my classes. It's been mostly female, mm-hmm. mostly older than I am, mostly like mostly 15, 20 years older than I am, and a lot of LGBTQ. Oh, nice. IA, a lot of um, because I took like in a personal essay class, you take that because you have a story to tell. Right. Usually, usually there's trauma. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that in my limited experience tends to be 
women who have lived some life, some Southern life with anywhere ranging <laughs> some between obstacles. some life and a whole lot of life, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. They're, gr- they're great. Um, my teacher, Susanna Feltz, I wrote a real hard essay that took me eight weeks. I just mm-hmm. kept revising it and reading it to the class and revising it and reading it. And you just did that one essay for the entire class? Yes. Wow. And she edited it for me. She has continued to help me, which she does not have to do. I mean, I'm not, I should pay her for it. And it's, she's a treasure in our community. And I love her a lot. What would it take for you to submit your essay to somewhere? Mm. I don't, every time I look at it, I think, ah, it's not finished. Every time I reread it, I want to completely redo the first paragraph. And I just get stuck. And I'm like, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not ready. And I do nothing. And I'll send it to Susanna. And Susanna will say, yeah, you should submit this. Well, then. (laughs) I know. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Oh, my God. I think you should do it. But, I mean, I know that that's. Just me telling you as a friend that you should submit this. Take your suggestion. Into consideration. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of me talking, which is fine. I'm interested. I, man, you really are, because we don't talk about this. No, we don't. I don't talk. Well, it's, a lot it's, of people don't even know I do this. Well, it's because, <laughs> I mean, I know that you do it, but I feel like it is sort of a, it's a private thing, you know? And yeah. Like, I am interested to know more about it. But I don't know, I think until we decided we were going to talk about this today, I didn't really think about what questions to ask you. Yeah. And also reflecting on my own personal pursuits of creativity, et cetera, and what questions I want to be asked about it or what questions I would even ask myself to understand better how to articulate what it is that I do and why I do it. Well, and I've seen, I have seen what I've seen your creative pursuits. Yes. I've seen them it's with my eyes. It's a different tangible yes. product than yours is. But you have, no one has read what I've written except right. Susanna, my teacher, and the people that were in the class that heard me read it aloud for well, eight weeks. And I think that's why, because you are so, you're so private about it and not, I'm not hating on it. It's not ready. <laughs> it's not, it's not ready. It's totally ready. It's totally ready. What if know. you submitted it and you just didn't tell anybody that you submitted it? Oh, I wouldn't tell anybody, period. Okay, well then. I know. I'm I not know. trying to give you. I'm not. <laughs> I have built a tiny little fire and I'm holding Kim's feet to it. It's fine. I will remove your feet from the fire. But I'm just saying yeah. that I think it's worth you sharing. It is. I'm just. I know. I know. I like things to be perfect. I know. Which is unattainable. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Enneagram at some point. Future, oh, my God. In the future. Number one. Kim is a hard one. Hard one. Do you even have any wings of anything else? <laughs> my wings are one. It's the same as Taurus. I'm like a Taurus Taurus. I'm a one You're one. like a one <laughs> with your arms held straight up in victory <laughs> because you are such a one. Yeah. So yeah. if you ever wonder same. where Kim's perfectionism comes from. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hardwired in. She is a one. Hey, let's take uh, a quick break and okay. come back and switch to you. Okay, let's do that. All right. All right, BRB. BRB. We're back. Hi. Hi. Louisa. I'm here. Uh, let's talk about your creative pursuits. Bring it. What do you want to know? Tell tell the people what you produce creatively. That's not your job. That okay. You... People. What I produce that's not my job. <laughs> people. Nudists. Nudists. What I produce that's not my job is visual art. What does that mean? 
what that means is what I really like to do is paint. And I've painted for forever. Like when I was growing up. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you started in D.C. No, no, no. I'm getting there. Get there. So um, when I was growing up, we read a lot of books, Mm -hmm. made a lot of art, didn't watch a lot of television. So, like, this is when I kind of jokingly referred to my upbringing as being sort of of a mole person. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know, I know, like, mm, Beethoven symphonies and, like, records and literature and stuff. But I've never watched an after school special. (laughs) Yeah. I've never watched a full episode of Saved by the Bell or, like, Fresh. I have never seen an episode of Fresh Prince. Oh. Because we just, there were always so many other things to do besides watch television. Also, there was a policy where it had to be appropriate for everybody. Oh. And my sister is a lot younger than I am. So okay. I watched Arthur until I was like 15 oh years old. I loved Arthur. <laughs> Wait, you mean the cartoon? Yeah, PBS cartoon. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Are you thinking of something that I've never heard of? Yeah. So nudists, when you hear me say what about something that's pop culture, <laughs> that's why. Thus, that gave rise to the tale of two Quincy's last episode. <laughs> So I was like, uh, I know about John Quincy Adams, but who's this new Quincy? A modern day Quincy. Anyway, so um, when I was growing up, uh, we weren't allowed to have coloring books. Okay. Because we didn't want to color inside the lines. Oh, wow. Right. So I had something called the anti-coloring book, which was like. That's a re- like a product? Yeah. Okay. And this is like, uh, here's this fancy outline of a frame draw draw the you know a portrait of you as a royal well i would have loved that thing so you got to like color in the frame but Uh then do this crazy portrait of yourself as like a queen or a whatever whoa yeah i had no idea a marquis they didn't sell that at walmart and i don't know where these came (laughs) from i mean also grew up with a lot of like the waldorf toys so like my dolls i don't know what that means uh hearthstone catalog I had a dog that wore a dress with a hole in the back of Wrinkles. its head. <laughs> My doll. I don't know these Waldorf toys you speak it's of. Like they're super plain, so you have to use your imagination for everything. Okay. So, like, my dolls didn't have faces. Oh. So oh. I could imagine the face. They had, like, that tiny little terrifying. eyes. Oh, I loved Meriwether so no, much. No. Oh. So, again, ripe ripe for imagination, creativity, yeah, I'm going to let this go, but I'm going to have follow-up questions about your faceless dolls. Okay. So my parents have, don't live in the house that we grew up in any longer, but in their garage, they have just like massive tubs full of kid art. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because we, we are very prolific. Mm-hmm. So did like 11 semesters of art in high school. Man, I did not know that. Yeah. Lots of art. Okay. Did not study art in college. Mm-hmm. But then when I moved to D.C., I was working a really intensive international development job yeah. and needed an outlet. And one of my, I think she was an intern with me. I think this is when she recommended this. She took a photography class, a black and white photography class, film. Uh Uh-huh. And so we would go out on little street shoots around D.C. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was really fun. And then she learned how to develop film in a darkroom. Okay. These classes were offered at the Smithsonian, which was so cool. (laughs) I know. It's amazing. It's, like, so rad. They were called the Resident Associate Program, and they were super cheap. God. It was, like, 300 bucks or something for... Eight Heck or yeah. ten weeks, something crazy. 
That's so I took so cool. I took oil painting because and Whoa. I had never taken oil painting before, uh-huh. and so it was a new medium. Mm-hmm. I was really excited, and I I lived in a group house the whole time I was in. Well, most of the time I was in DC, and so there was not a lot of space for spreading out and utilizing art materials. So what era was this? When was this? Uh, After college, you were an adult. Well, that's questionable. Mm. <laughs> uh, this was in 20, no, 2010. Yeah. Okay. I started my class in January of 2010. Okay. And uh, I was super popular at rush hour on the Metro <laughs> because I like to paint big. Oh, yeah. Have ever taken a three by four foot canvas on the Metro during rush hour in D.C.? I advise it. (laughs) (laughs) Really amps up that commuting experience and really, you know, takes it zero to 60, if you will. So I would cart (laughs) all because we we were using uh, communal space at the Smithsonian. It was, if you know. I can't believe you painted at the Smithsonian. Well, okay. So when you are on the mall in D.C. and there's the Smithsonian Castle Mm -hmm. and then there's the Freer Sackler Gallery. I have no idea what that is. um, it's like Asian art. Okay. I think. Ooh, don't quote me on that. That's okay. okay. I just don't know that building. You know the castle. Yeah. And then, but in between those two, there's like this weird little mushroom building. And okay. You walk in, and there's a guard at a desk mm-hmm. and a staircase down and an elevator. Whoa. And that's it. And you go two floors underground, and there, yeah. there are all these classrooms and entrances to museums down there, like subterranean. It's super yes. cool. And so Man. I took my class down there. Okay. And. I think it was from six to nine on Thursdays. Okay. It was great, but you couldn't leave your supplies there. So you had to like, you know, pack in and pack out every time. It was so much fun. And my teacher was incredible. And I really, I needed that class so badly when I what took it. What did you paint? Uh, I was really into emotional drips at that time i don't know what that means i just like it it was sort of like abstract expressionist okay very different from what i'm producing producing what i'm creating now louise is using air quotes yeah i was using huggies not the diaper (laughs) (laughs) i should qualify that (laughs) um there was a lot of like i think i still have some of those things floating around somewhere okay so i'm like acid green and like vermilion and like really contrasty some pencil scribbling okay. strip paint i just needed something to like throw paint around for a little bit okay so i took the class for that first class period yeah and then the teacher was like hey uh you seem like you know what you're doing and you're really <laughs> fun to hang out with so why don't you take these other classes that i'm also offering so there's a figure drawing class That's so nice and so i'd go on saturday mornings and go draw naked people how have we never talked about this um you know those do you know in my bedroom currently i have those sketches of naked yeah. people i did those in that class holy shit yeah interestingly enough people with muscles are much less fun to draw than Man. people with significant shapes and curves i it is I so much more that. exciting. I have a friend who is a model for that. They yes. make the best shadows. Yes. And the She's best shapes. It is just. Highly requested. Yeah. I'm not kidding. There's so. There was also this one guy. He's never going to listen to this podcast. So whatever. He was a trapeze artist. Older what? dude. 
And he was quite tan except for his thong line. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, where's a thong line on a man? Like on the front hips? I don't know. I saw him from the back. Uh, oh, like a whale's tail. A little whale tail. A little white <laughs> whale tail peeking up out of that tan. Okay. I digress. So I took that class. And then there was also um, like a drawing, a still life drawing class. And I took that too. Okay. So I was making a lot of art. Man, you don't do any of that now. I didn't. I mean, you don't do no. figures or... No. So then I took the class for three years. Holy shit. <laughs> She's like, just keep coming back. Just keep coming back. Sure. And so I did. I took it every spring and fall okay. for three years until I moved away from D.C. And I think, you know, I don't know. I feel like I feel so privileged in the way that I'm creating things because it's fun and I enjoy it. I... I it's all about the process for me. I really enjoy like uh, honing in on those color combinations and f- figuring out what it's going to look like when you, you know, you have this blue and you're going to paint this neon red on top of it. What's it going to be like? And it's so much more of a meditation for me as I'm creating. When I finish a piece, I know what I experienced when I created it, but I don't make it to say something. God, that Okay. Right? So it's all about what your experience is of the piece when you look at it. I've never heard you describe this. Why have we never talked about this? I think that, so the, I just had a piece, two pieces at the Julia, at Julia's, Julia Martin Gallery. She is a brilliant curator. I always feel so honored to be in the shows that she puts together. I love her a lot. She's incredible. So I painted two pieces for a show this summer called What is Love? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the first time that I made art that I knew it was saying something. That's the first time I've heard you explain the narrative of of your art. But I kind of thought you just did it because you had to. Like you had to have material to put with it. No. Man. It's always been because it's like I have an idea and or there's something I want to interpret and I'm going to put it out there. Like when I lived in D.C., I made these, like, again, those really big abstract expressionist-y kind of paintings. A lot of like... Uh-huh scribble paints and like cloudy bits and angry stripes and okay like I'm lots with of you different now. things and textures happening on the same canvas and i loaned one of my paintings to a friend of mine he still has it in mm-hmm. his apartment because i couldn't fit it in my u-hole when i moved away <laughs> also it was five feet square i couldn't fit oh, it shit. it was in the house that i lived in in dc my <laughs> last house and i it wouldn't go down the stairs into the basement and it wouldn't i couldn't pivot you know, friends pivoting to get it up into my bedroom. So it just had to live behind the piano. And I finally gave it to him because I was like, I can't do anything with this. I loaned it to him for a Christmas party, Mm -hmm. holiday party. Sure. And they hung it. And then I got to spend the entire party listening to people talk about it. Oh. And that for me, because I painted it because it felt great. And then so for me to hang around and listen with a drink in my hand to people talk about what my work meant to them, what they saw in it, what it made them feel like, was the coolest, like most voyeuristic kind of art experience I've had with regard to my own finished work. I would be terrified to do that. Oh my God, it was so fun. (laughs) And if people said said they didn't hate it, they didn't like it, I was just like, I don't care. Yeah, get your eyes jacked. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. God. Okay. There's this artist that I super love who's French. She, I think I told you about this, maybe. I don't know. She's she's an enigma, and I'm fascinated by her. And she... Oh, the birthday present person? Yes. So she hosts a birthday party every year, and 
puts all of the presents she receives in a glass case Forever. on display in her apartment. Incredible. She also called a private investigator. Oh my God, that's right. This is so this good. Is the best story. And this is kind of what I felt like on a much lower level. Yeah. She called a private investigator and said, my husband is cheating on me with this woman. I need you to follow her and tell me everything about her. And then gave the private investigator her name and address and had herself followed, knowing that she was being followed, and then got notes, like a whole report back on somebody else's observations of her movements and her behaviors. It's the oh coolest thing God. I've ever heard. Like, I'm just going to take a moment because... I know. You really do. I've heard it so much, I understand it. But the first I know, time I can't you told me, about it. I had to like, <laughs> wait, what? It's like being, it's it's that idea of like understanding why you've done something and your motivations behind it. But then hearing how other people perceive that same thing is yeah. really fun. And so, scary. And scary. Me. I've just gotten, I think because I've been in a number of shows since I've moved yeah. back. So I, when I moved to Nashville, finding an apartment with a place to paint was high up on the priority list mm-hmm. because, again, in D.C., I was painting in the basement of our house. <laughs> like, weird two light bulbs hung kind of close to each other. Wow. And I had my first solo show in a coffee shop in D.C. It was so fun. <laughs> I the, bet it was. I hung shit up that was still wet. I had, yeah, you did. had to go on an international trip like a <laughs> week beforehand, came back, finished slinging these pieces together. I was like, so can I put up a little barrier around it? Because if someone bumps into this, it wet. It is tacky. That was really fun. And then I've been I, I've been in a couple of shows since I came back yeah. to Nashville. And it's been really, really fun. And it, like submitting things, I think... Oh, yeah. Because I have to do the same thing. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what, like, competition level-wise, like, how my, how creating visual art compares to writing and what kind of criteria you're being evaluated on. But it does, I remember the first email that I sent to put my work in front of a gallery here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hi, uh, my friend told me to email you. And here's my stuff. I don't know if you like it. I don't know. Maybe it's okay. I don't know. But uh, just tell me if you like it. Okay, bye. (laughs) I mean, like, so, like, half step forward, half step back. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. But what I think is really exciting to me, because my pieces are, like, very solid, tangible snapshots of what I was doing at that time. Okay. Looking back at my work from 2014 when I started painting again uh-huh. to now and how different everything is and what kind of voice I was using and what what my inspiration was and what I allowed myself to do and how that's changed over the past couple of years, that's another really exciting thing about painting. I love that part of it. Man. I didn't know you in 2014, but I've seen your paintings from then, just a few of them. And They're you're so different. Your voice is so stronger now. Thank and you, that Tom. is what... That makes me feel really good on the inside. Like your 2014 palette is so soft. It is soft. It's, it's really soft. cautious. It's not. It is. It's, it's not now. cautious. And I no. don't know shit about art. I don't know how to talk about art. I don't know the words. But see, that's, I but find there that is more exciting difference. when someone doesn't have the vocabulary or doesn't believe that they have the vocabulary. I feel like what you hear and that's why going to a party is so much fun oh this makes because sense because people more. don't have the vocabulary or again know they have it so you get a much more unfiltered real yeah. reaction to things rather than people feeling like they have to elevate 
their language to try and encapsulate this whole okay. experience when they can throw out like real raw bullet points. Uh-huh. And you're like, cool. Yeah, I get that. I totally hear what you're saying. Good to know. Okay. Well, we helped each other. Oh. We sure did. <laughs> Look at us. Oh, my God. Okay. Do you have any more questions? I just talked a whole I lot. I don't. I learned so much. What else do you want to know? Man. Is there anything else you want to know? I also haven't. I mean, like, I've been working. I've been doing so much creative content. Hashtag. Uh, yeah. What's that word I'm looking for? Generation. At work. Okay. Generating creative content. That's what I'm going to say. I'm with you. Okay, thanks. I've been doing so much of that at work that I have not been painting recently. And I don't miss it. I have a painting that's like half finished hanging up my wall. I have a number of canvases that are all up in stacks and I know what I want to do with them. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting them hang out and I I know I'll get there and they know I'll get there. But I'm just like taking time to read books or like... I hear Boil that. some eggs or like <laughs> do whatever the fuck I need to do. Yeah. Clean your fan blades. Clean my fan. Mundane tasks. Yeah. Because oh, there are so many to do. Yeah. And then when you do one, you're just like, touchdown. <laughs> Victory yes. is mine. It's so exciting. Yeah. That's why I was really about the fan blades. That makes a lot of sense to me. I do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So I don't I don't miss it. I know it's there and I'll go back to it. Yeah. But I don't have anything that's just like real burning need to mm-hmm. um, mix and paint up at this point. And okay. I also don't want to like I can tell I think I talked about this maybe in my in my these my bitches interview with you Oh, way back. Deep cut. That is a deep cut. That was last year. Early at 2017, l- at least. It was right before I started my job. Uh, these My Bitches, is that's a tie-in to my blog. I do a series. Kim has a really great interview series on her blog, hey, The Blonde Mule. And you should go and read them because she interviews an amazing range of people. All the same questions, right? Yeah. And everyone answers them so differently. So differently. It's fascinating. It's really fun to read through. And you do a really amazing job of choosing people from different industries. It's not all like the same thing. So you, you can learn a lot about. And uh, now I'm totally blank, but like a lobbyist. That was the point. It was just like, hey, everyone I know has a job I didn't know was a job. Right. So but you have like a lobbyist and designers and all kinds of people. Pet behaviorist. Yeah. Uh, pet behaviorist on there? Yeah. That's cool tax accountant so many i mean there are so many it's three years old right there's, Exercise i think there's over 100 of them now it's really cool so anyway you should go and read those because they're great and it really shows some amazing badass ladies doing Thanks. their that thing was an unplanned plug for unplanned but much deserved maybe my blog should sponsor this podcast oh my god can your blog sponsor this podcast i mean why maybe. not okay Oh, 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 what I was going to say, my point. Oh, yeah. Before I went, we went down the, the little um, sidebar is that I can, like, when I look back at my work, I can see where I forced things. Oh. So I just don't do it. Yeah. I Because it's not um, as authentic as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel well thought out. It doesn't feel like pushing just a little bit on the envelope. Not too much, mm-hmm. just a little bit. And I can really tell where I've, I've like scaled back or like tried to finish something when I just really didn't need to. So that's kind of why I've left these things alone. And I have all these really exciting starts and I, I am excited to finish them when the time comes. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So my living room is like half sofa. Oh, it's, it's a lot in there. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. 
let it never be said that I'm a minimalist. <laughs> There's a lot going on in there, but I've got a big old cart of paint. And oh, yeah, you do. It's just it's just there. Yeah. It's just waiting in the wings. Yes. All so, right. yeah. Man, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about yours, too. It's exciting. Learning. <laughs> learning about each other. Always learning. <laughs> Let's uh, take a break okay. and come back with something we didn't hate this week. All right. Be back in a minute. Bye. We're back with Things We Don't Hate. Things We Don't Hate. Louisa, what's the thing you don't hate this week? Oh, my God. I didn't hate arriving in style. I don't, I don't know what that means. Okay, so I went to my friend Kevin's wedding. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That's right. Right. Shout so, out Kevin. Kevin and Billy. Kevin and Billy. Together forever <laughs> in wedded bliss. So their wedding was beautiful. It was at Dyer Observatory. Oh, the pictures were gorgeous. Oh, so incredible. The fall, leaves, everything. Total package. Loved it. I'm on my way there, and I get a call from my parents saying, well, it's from my dad because my mom's phone was dead. Uh, hey, can you come down from the wedding venue and pick us up? The car died. Oh, no. So I was like, well, no, I'm on my way there. I'll grab you. So I am on the street going up to the observatory, mm-hmm. and there's no shoulder there. There's no lay-by. So my parents' car is just, like, sort of marooned there on the side of the road. Oh, man. And so my mom's like, I'll come up with you. And my dad says, I'll I'll fix this. Like, I fix everything. Blah, blah, blah. Being a real curmudge. Shout out to Wayne Glenn. Love him. <laughs> so, I take, so I take Blair up to the, um, to the wedding venue. And then my sister comes. And we're all hanging out as a little fam. And everyone sits down. And the wedding is about to start. Well, yeah. And hear this. Oh, no. Massive engine noise <laughs> coming up the mountain. This is funnier if you've met Louise's dad. <laughs> and it's Wayne Glenn arriving in a tow truck. No, he didn't. Yeah. And so if you so the wedding is out in front of the observatory and he the drive, better. the drive is out there. And so this massive tow truck comes in. And so the reason he's there is because the tow man will not take a credit card. He only takes cash or check. And my dad only has a card. So he's like, hey, drive me up there and we'll see if my wife has a check. And Blair is mortified because literally everyone has sat down. Kevin, the, I'm so sorry. The processional music has started. Like, we're go time. And Wayne, and so Wayne's like, Blair gets up to go deal with him. And I hear these little mutterings. And then the tow truck starts backing up. And it's like, beep, beep, beep. And all of these people are like craning around. What the fuck is going on? My parents' cars oh. in the back. My mom's like, get out of here right now. And she's like sitting next to me, all like hunched over with her eyes just pinched shut. My sister and I are holding her elbow and like, Stroking her arm, like, it's going to be okay. As a tow truck, like, beep, beep, beep. And so, anyway, Wayne went, and they went to an ATM and got the cash and blah, blah, blah. But then my – all this other shit happened. They come back to the wedding, and my dad spends the rest of the evening talking about consensual versus non-consensual sure. towing. Sure, Because – Oh, I've heard all about this. The non-consensual towing is when he – He learns Wayne, so much. Wayne Glenn has the soul of Ron Swanson, right? <laughs> I mean, like – 
He is. <laughs> I think he doesn't call himself a libertarian, but he sort of is like a woodsman, mm-hmm. gentleman, yeah. servant, civic <laughs> servant, civil servant type thing. Always looking up for the good of humanity. Yeah, 100%. Right. So less this is twice in a month he's been towed the first time was non-consensual and he was so (laughs) upset about it i mean livid and we had to go to the tow lot to pick it up we had to pack everybody into my tiny little marshmallow car it's crazy but the best part is we very much had to pick it up in a timely fashion because anna's birthday cake was in the back of the car on ice and my mom was like well she has to have her birthday cake (laughs) so anyway also, consensual towing is much cheaper than non-consensual towing. The more you know. FYI, it's less than half the cost. So anyway, it's my PSA about towing. And okay. also, I didn't hate arriving in style. Boom. Kim, Whew. what didn't you hate this week? Okay. Tell me. I'm so excited. <laughs> fired up fired up Netflix. Okay. Paint my nails, probably. Yes. And there was this big header for this <gasps> thing called the bodyguard. Excuse me? Wait. And Nope. I, I, look, this mole person knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> is this that Whitney Houston thing? No. Was she in a movie called The Bodyguard? Yes. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried that I had really lost the plot. There. No, it's okay. A, Have I seen it? No, but I know about it. Carry good on. enough. I'll take it. Okay. This big graphic comes up. The Bodyguards, yeah. Union Jack flag. It's Ooh. broad start from Game of Thrones. I'm like, what is this? Oh. I'm going to watch this. I watched that fucking show in two nights. How long, how many? Five episodes. It's a BBC show. Plowed through it. Ooh, he mystery? is. Murder. No. What? He's, he's a, bodyguard, a bodyguard. And he is. Somehow in my brain, I was confusing <laughs> lifeguard and bodyguard. I don't know There's how no that just happened. There's no drowning. Oh. <laughs> Nobody drowns. <laughs> I was like, those beaches are rocky. Oh, okay. I'm with you now. Bodyguard, not a lifeguard. Lulz. He is the bodyguard for the home secretary. Yeah, heard of it. And yeah, it's a lot happens. A lot. It's current. It's from 2018. Oh. So the, it's, the political climate's current. Events are current. It's Technology it is, is current. Technology is current. Oh, very important. It is fucking great i watched it i watched it this weekend the bodyguard the bodyguard it's like the top thing on netflix man i (gasps) is it just for netflix well i think i read a little thing on it it's it aired it's a bbc show that netflix picked up i don't remember why Mm. netflix somehow got distribution rights sick um didn't hate it and so you did it while you were doing these my nails yeah because your nails look bomb thanks they look so good what color is that do you know ah i don't i'm where it's just red i didn't do any art it's a real good red though it's it's an se red it's it's new my i have to buy like a red a year i've blow blow through that red yeah it's a nice it's not like a an orange red no this is a good red it's a good cool red i like it thank you hey you are welcome all right well thanks for listening Download anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a minute, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can find us at FridayNightNudes.show and on Instagram at FridayNightNudes. Yeah. And also you should email us at FridayNightNudes at gmail.com. And you can send us like whatever you want within reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll check that email eventually. (laughs) (laughs) For all of you who've been waiting for a response, we're carefully crafting our... Mm, 
The music you've been hearing in the breaks and in the intro is by Upright T-Rex. This podcast is brought to you by We Own This Town. Thanks for listening, all you little nudists, and we'll be coming at you again soon. Bye. Bye. Hi. Yeah, I can, I can hear this. I can hear you chewing your jujus. <laughs> mm, I've swallowed them already. Okay. Are they stuck in your teeth? No, I picked them out <laughs> and ate the remains, the remains of the day.